Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Horse Dance Podcast. I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And today we go into another horror classic, Friday the 13th. 1980s Friday the 13th. Just a small movie that didn't have any sequels. Flop. That's a big <laughs> flop. Not, com- not to be confused with the remake. This is not the 2009 version with um, pop goddess Willa Ford. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, yeah, in episode 10. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we made it 10 episodes. Woohoo. And this is it. And this is it. Not canceled yet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Let's see if we can make it to 20. Oh, that's, there's another milestone. <laughs> so yeah, what did you know about this movie? So this movie in particular, not a whole lot. I knew for the series, Jason Voorhees was a major player in the series. Okay, because I was curious if you remembered the opening to Scream. See, there's my Scream reference. Did you do a shot? (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, If you remembered Scream spoiling the ending of this movie, because this movie, most people just think, oh, Jason obviously if they don't remember this movie i see i did not remember scream spoiling the wow but yeah that so i was quite surprised watching this because and that's what i kind of so in our you know in our last episode ago the ring episode we kind of talked about how i had seen scary movie and how that kind of put a damper on the ring and having some pre-context maybe did not make the ring as good as it could have been for me. I felt completely opposite with this where I had some context with this and I was, had this expectation. And then when it wasn't there, I was pleasantly Were surprised. Were you like the whole time? Where's the hockey mask? Yes. Where's the hockey yes. mask? Yes. This, where is this hockey did mask? Did you just assume it was Jason the whole time though? Oh yeah. I, I you know, like he's very elusive in the first one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we just see his legs, his hands. Very, very nimble. He's <laughs> a nimble little guy. Uh, yeah, and I really I liked it, and I liked, uh, you know, the hockey mask, the machete. You know, you, you have when you think of Jason Voorhees, you have those. I think those so are you his two mainstays. Disappointed you didn't get that. Not at all. Not oh, at all. See, I. Th- I was a little worried about this one. I didn't think you were going to like it. No, because no. of that? Because well, of the preconceived, like... Yeah, what, preconceived yeah. notions. Maybe this movie could be a little, maybe slow mm-hmm. for some people. You know, it kind of takes its time. and But, yeah, but you liked it. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but this movie, it was directed by Sean S. Cunningham. I think he did some little movies before this. Um but mostly known as the producer on Wes Craven's The Last House on the on the Left, the original, written by Victor Miller, who, I mean, that's why we haven't gotten a Friday the 13th in a long time, and we don't know when. He's in some rights issues that's been going on for years and years, mm. and all we want is another Friday the 13th. So come on, Victor, you and whoever get your shit together. <laughs> Maybe they'll start a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, Sean wanted to make this movie because of the success of Halloween in 1978. He basically wanted to recreate that, um, but with more gore, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And made on a 555000 budget, so very low budget. That's low. That's low in general, even for the time. 
bits low. Yeah. And ended up making fifty nine point eight million. So wow. did pretty good. That's um solid. The critics didn't really like this. They said it was just a lesser Halloween, but just with blood and gore, which I mean, okay, facts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and special effects by returning horror stands icon Tom Savini, who was in From Dust Till Dawn, A Sex Machine. Oh. He did the effects on this movie. Sex Machine. Because he did the, he was best known for the effects of Dawn of the Dead from 1978. But yeah, this might have had, you know, one or two sequels after this. And 12 it, sequels, something like that. And after watching this one, I am very much looking forward to seeing where they go with the story. Looking forward to those sequels. Um, well, I'll just say I hope you don't like continuity. Oh. Uh. Um, <laughs> they're they're fun though. Okay. I feel like you kind of know. I mean, a couple of them get pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Good times and maybe once we hit episode 20 <laughs> or 25 we'll or 50. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. You skip right to it. Yes. <laughs> or just like one of those Halloween ones where they just do, like you take the first one and then the 30 years, 20 years later, that's the next one. That's the, the new sequel. Yes. Timelines, <laughs> a whole mess. Um, Are there timelines with this? Different timelines? Um, or it doesn't even get that deep? I don't think any of the filmmakers in the sequels really care about <laughs> it's, it's kind of a hot mess. Okay. Um, but yeah, we open up with this kind of POV shot, like kind of going into the cabins. Very um, Halloween opening scene, I guess. And we're introduced to, well, yeah, it starts on um, 1958. So we're going way back and we have these counselors. I mean, they're singing like Jesus songs and this and that, but then they like want to get it on. So I'm getting mixed messages here. These crazy kids. God is <laughs> frowning upon you. <laughs> you whores. They're all sinners. <laughs> Um, well, just two of them, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's we're definitely in that you know you have sex, you die kind of thing. I mean, this is kind of what helped propel that cliche, I think. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of like how I mean they seem to recognize the killer. You know, they're just like, oh, we're sorry. You know, we mm-hmm. were just messing around. Like they don't think this person's gonna kill them, mm-hmm. but then it's over. They do. Yeah. <laughs> and they just wanted to get away and have some fun, these poor kids. They just wanted to sing some hallelujah and then get it in. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, we get our opening credits um, with Harry Manfredini's iconic score. Very um, memorable and intense. Very psycho-like. Very. With the strings. I definitely think he was yeah inspired by psycho. Yeah. That's what I noticed, and that's what I really liked about it. Very good classic score. And we're introduced to our final girl. (laughs) Or so, did you think Annie was going to be our final girl? 1,000%. I thought, Annie, okay, sweet, lovable Annie. It's going to be you. And that's that. She's very likable. Yeah. And that's what I try to do now when we watch these movies. You know, final girl was a term I really wasn't super familiar with when we started. And now I'm like, okay, who's it going to be? They keep us on our toes, like this and Tina and Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Like she's a very likable character. She seems very sweet, very innocent. She's the first of the current events who goes though. Mm-hmm. Justice for Annie. Poor Annie. <laughs> she just wanted to go, and she loves kids. Or she says something like, 
They're just like little goats or something like that yeah. in the car. I don't know what she was talking about there, but um, she, <laughs> what does she say about I the think goats? She, I think she says when he, the the driver calls them something and she's like, oh, don't worry. It sounds like you're talking about little goats. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she wasn't calling the little kids goats. I don't think so. But she just yeah. wanted to go there. She was going to cook. She was the cook. Yep. So they were just going to have trash food, I guess, the whole time. But okay, it's okay. No, One of the girls there knows how to make apple pie, I guess, she says. Um, <laughs> they'll just keep eating apple pie every day. It's a lot of apple pie. <laughs> but yeah, and, I like when she like goes into this like little diner convenience store mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh, you're going to Camp Blood. Yeah, they all know about it. They all know about this camp and they're all like something's up. Don't you? That that would be my first clue. Maybe this isn't a good idea. And even the, the guy who drives she just, her. He, he just drives her back home and <laughs> she survives. Yeah. But yeah, she goes with this trucker named Enes, 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 I think. And like he gets a little hand grabby with her when she's getting on the truck and some of his comments. But overall, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and we're introduced to Icon Ralph. Ralph. Crazy Ralph, the, the town crazy. They, this guy is so funny to me. I liked Ralph. I, he he knows he, what's up. Like really though, like they should have just listened to him. He's just trying to be a helpful guy. Yeah, I think the trucker at one point says something to any to the fact of I hope like all the girls look as good as you or something. Oh yeah, yeah. but you know what? He's an American original. <laughs> but I like the little touch. Like I don't know if this was intentional, but he drops her off right in front of a cemetery. Oh, um, I you didn't know, catch that. like. Yeah. That's nice. I see what they did there. <laughs> Clever. And also, did you know Mr. Kevin Bacon was in this? At the credits, at the end credits, that's when I realized. Do you know who Kevin Bacon is? No, I had to look him up afterwards. I was like, I oh definitely, my God. I just like, I definitely know that name, but I w- like could not pick out what movie he would have been in. Like, I knew, I knew him by this name. This is another one of those big star, mm-hmm. you know, small beginnings. Yeah, basically. But yeah, it's it's fun seeing him. We're introduced to him. His girlfriend, Marcy, and Ned. Ned. Um, prankster Ned. What a guy. Very. Um, he likes to culturally appropriate the Indians. <laughs> we'll get into that after. Ooh, yeah, that was... Yeesh. And um, we're introduced to Steve Christie. This guy's weird to me. I don't know. There's something off about Steve. Steve comes off... He's just his... running around shirtless, like, hitting on his... Um, Co-counts? Uh, what, what are they? Well, he's their boss, and there's yeah. something going on with him and our actual final girl, Alice. But we don't know how serious, if it's just early flirtations or did to, they hook up? I don't know. To me, it seemed like he, he wanted to try something, and she wasn't about it. That's what it seemed like. This is another character that needs to contact HR, the <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake <laughs> Human Resources HR. Department. But, like, she has, like, this backstory. Like, she needs to go home to deal with something, and we never know what it is, and we'll never find out. And he says, well, just give it, like, a week or something like that. He says, just give it some time here, and then if you really want to go, go. He just wants to get with her. But I have to say, overall, like, I find these characters likable. They just seem like real people. They're not, like, necessarily trying to be, like, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of there, but not in a bad way, just... They're just like they're they're cash. They're, they're <laughs> cash. They just seem like real. Like they're there to do work. They mm-hmm. have a little fun too. But yeah. you know they still kind of care about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So and I think the acting at the most part, like I mean, not maybe cheesy once in a while. Like yeah. I find them all pretty natural. Mm-hmm. 
But I like the whole, even though I don't like camping personally, you? No, I'm, I like a hotel with a bathroom. <laughs> Ditto. But um, I think it's a great setting. Like, I, I like watching this, especially like in the summertime, like instead of actually going camping, just watching a Friday, <laughs> Friday the 13th movie. I like all the animal effects or the noises that they have going on. Maybe it really makes you feel one with nature. <laughs> right. It just really adds to the atmosphere. Yeah. Like you're really there. And like, even like, like the shooting style. I mean, Sean S. Cunningham as a director is no John Carpenter. Like, I wouldn't say this is a mm-hmm. terrifically directed movie, but it almost has like, um, I don't know, like a weird documentary vibe. Like, it's just kind of natural, mm-hmm. I guess I want to say. It's not trying too hard. I don't know. Yeah. It almost like it knows what it is with its budget. Like, it, they, I don't. Do you think they knew going into this movie that they were going to be as successful as they were? Probably not. They probably didn't think it was going to be Halloween levels of yeah. success. But, I mean, they struck when the iron was hot. So you have to give it to Sean. He was like, we're going to do what Halloween did, just mm-hmm. up the gore, and people, maybe they'll flock to it. And mm-hmm. they did. Maybe that also helped them too, like making this film, because they were able to, I don't know, they were a little more loose with it where they could just relax, and maybe that plays out into some of it too. Yeah, it seems like it would be a fun movie to film. Mm-hmm. Well, I probably wouldn't like filming this because there would <laughs> still be lots of bugs. You'd have a nice no. trailer, hopefully. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they couldn't afford trailers yeah. for these actors, <laughs> oh. let's be honest. They were staying in the, the actual camps. The only, <laughs> this is... the only person who maybe got a trailer was Miss Betsy Palmer, who we'll get into later. <laughs> um, but then we have like Ned, prankster Ned, and he pranks Brenda by doing the dart. Like that's that's another worst human resources. <laughs> yeah, I would be more pissed than Brenda was pissed like she could have died yeah he was like less than a foot away from shooting an arrow right in her stomach and i honestly thought they were setting up for something here like, oh ned's gonna be the good archer maybe that's maybe ned's gonna use uh you know bone arrows to uh, combat the killer that's gonna be really clever i'm glad they set this up super early which spoiler alert no doesn't happen <laughs> oh ned classic ned and then is, was hitchhiking like a big thing back then you think was i think I think it was much more acceptable around this time. Like people weren't like, "Oh, I'm gonna get murdered." Yeah, which is the case here. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to say like in the '90s, that's when it started fade- phasing out a bit. Yeah, maybe thankfully. this is a good idea. Like in a random <laughs> car with someone. But yeah, I like how this is done. Like we don't see person's face; we just see mm-hmm. Annie talking to somebody in the POV, basically. Mm-hmm. So you thought this? Did you think this was? So you thought this was Jason then, just like driving around? Yeah, I thought she's with Jason. <laughs> I thought she's with Jason right now, and he's just driving erratically through this, through uh, getting to Camp what, Crystal Lake. And this person doesn't make for a good conversation. It's pretty much Annie just talking to herself because we can't know who it is, obviously. Right. But yeah, I like her whole like, oh, didn't you just drive by where we're supposed to go? And then they're like speed up and she has to jump out. Then we get a chase scene in the in the woods. Mm-hmm. Love a chase scene. And I thought, wow, at, they're putting our final girl through a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, where's this movie going to go from here? Yeah. She's like, in, she's injured she already. She's going to run back to camp and be like, hey, guys, somebody just tried to kill me. Yeah. They're like, can you just please make us some food? We're hungry. <laughs> we, we've been waiting for you. Where have you been? But. Yeah, the killer finds her in the woods, and we get the first death 
of the movie. I think. Well, no. Well, of this new cast. Yeah, of present day, current day events, I guess. Yeah, we get Annie Slipthroat. Um, yeah, I mean, the fa- the effects, I mean, Aged you can kind of tell. Yeah. It, tell, but it's still pretty nasty, though. It's, you know, especially for if you think of the time, like, people... Yeah. People were shook at these death scenes because they didn't really see anything like this before. Oh, it's not like I would show this to my 10-year-old kid. Probably not. Probably like 11, 12 yeah. is fine. Yeah, 10 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but give, give it some, I mean, the it is still pretty brutal. And maybe, I don't know, that kind of also just maybe speaks to desensitization overall. Right. Like you we, said. Like, we've seen a lot since. Yeah. At the time, yeah, like Halloween was very bloodless like it was more about the suspense mm-hmm. in this movie yeah it's not that <laughs> and i love the the shots and the music that plays when we get into the killer's view that we get the <laughs> yeah so oh. actually the composer saw that it was actually supposed to be like kill 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 ma 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 like um but people hear that because that's what it sounds like more but that's oh <laughs> so like kill 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 ma 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 kind of a thing um okay i see it but yeah that's also a very iconic part of the score simpsons did a whole bit with that and i never knew what reference it was to now when i heard it i was like oh my god now i know now you know <laughs> but yeah we get some more um ned being ned like pretending like pulling a joshua jackson an urban legend you know, pretending he's dying. I was going to say he was pretending he was doing the Sandlot, but I'm pretty sure the Sandlot came out after this. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> the Sandlot, yeah, it was inspired by Friday the 13th. <laughs> and then we get this unfortunate scene with a snake. Um, did that look real to you, the, looked, the snake getting killed, it Matt? Looked, it looked pretty friggin' real, was it? Yeah, it's because they actually killed a snake. Now, I don't like snakes personally. I don't think they freak me out as much as they freak some other people out, not like Selma Hayek. But um, <laughs> You don't need three months of therapy. I still don't think it's necessary to kill a real snake. Wow. I mean, I know this was low budget, but I'm sure you could, you know, make a quick little fake snake and just cut to that being sliced up. Yeah, they got, there's like fake snakes they saw at like the dollar store, I feel was like. Was PETA not around then, I'm assuming? Wow, that my mind is blown. I did not know that was... Screwed up real. R.I.P. Snake. Or Black Snake. Your performance was great, though. Long live the Black Snake. <laughs> but I do think it's fun. Like, they're all, like, running in the room, and, like, Marcy's like, why are we in here? <laughs> they, like, jump on the bed. So <laughs> it's, it was a fun scene until actual animal death. There was one time in college when did a... You, s- did you kill a real snake, Matthew? No, it wasn't a snake, and I didn't kill it. There was a spider. There was this big-ass spider. Oh, I don't care about that. Kill them all. <laughs> it happened to find its way into my friend's room. So there's three of us in there. And my other friend comes in, and he and we're all like, yeah, there's a spider here. Like, we don't know where it is. My friend walks in. He's if my mom was here, she would kill it. <laughs> oh, my God. She's not scared. No. And it kind of reminded me of the scene. Like, they're all worried about, like, we got to kill it. And yeah, I, don't I, ca- I can't sleep knowing, like, if a spider's there before I kill it because... You can end up like Sharon Stone and um, what was it? Deadly Blessings. Have you seen Deadly Blessings Mm-mm. directed by Wes Craven? You'll know what the scene I'm talking about. It might end up in your mouth, basically. Oh, boy. Oh, don't they say, though, we all eat, eat a certain amount of bugs in yeah. our lifetime? I, I mean, it's probably that. true. 
I could see that. Imagine all the kids who just ate bugs like in preschool for fun. People do that? <laughs> kids do that? I feel like that's a thing. Is that not a thing? I've never known a kid to do that. I've never done They're it They're a myself. psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> but, at, well, I mean, in some cultures, they will actually like straight up eat bugs. Like bugs in like, you know. I like, guess I shouldn't frown upon it too much. I mean, to each their own. But, but that's like a prepared bug. But like if you're. If yeah, you're, like, at least just a, cook it or yeah. whatever. Deep fry that yeah. mother effer. But like just picking an earthworm out of the ground, that's a little weird. But whatever floats your boat. If people, hey, if you're doing that, good for you. feel like you would get sick. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll have the chickens eat the worms, yep. and I'll eat the chickens. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Circle uh, of life. <laughs> we do support all our vegan listeners, though. Thank you. Yes. If you, we appreciate you. If you That's not sarcasm. Like say, I'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, enjoy, I enjoy salad every now and then, but I also like my meat. You like I'm chicken sorry. on your salad. I, I like chicken on the salad, or at least buffalo sauce. <laughs> Let me get into our questionable, traditional Native American headdress scene um yeah you probably want to do this now no a little culturally insensitive i'd say the noises he makes yeah especially that was the um but this this uh cop character i find pretty amusing he's not here for it um yeah you got any grass weed hash (laughs) thinks they're all smoking but I like this cop. He's kind of like a seems like kind of a badass. Like he almost could have been a bigger character though. Like he gotten killed, you know, near mm-hmm. the end. Like he came. Like you would think he would come back almost. Mm-hmm. But it makes me laugh though when he like he's leaving and he like circles around on his bike and they're just watching him. I don't know why. It's just very funny. They're like, oh, we had the bike in the wrong direction, so we have to like watch him <laughs> do a complete circle. Uh, Seems like they could have done that differently. <laughs> yes. John Carpenter would never. No. <laughs> Wes Craven, nope. Uh, and then we have the best character in the movie, Crazy Ralph, show up again. He's just chilling in the pantry. It's for how does. long was he in there? Like We'll never know. <laughs> and what was he doing? He's been there for days. He was organizing in there. Good old Crazy Ralph. Putting him to work. Again, though, like he's just telling them what what's happening to get out and if they had listened they would still be alive which i would like to know and i don't know if it's explained in the future how crazy ralph knows that they're all in danger he says god sent him but what power does he actually have is that explained is it not explained i guess we'll see i mean i don't think he's psychic or anything i think he's probably just lives around these parts and he knows all because basically we learn like there's been a lot of different things that happened to this camp when mm-hmm. they tried to open it in the past right and they say there was a fire which was obviously started by our killer mm-hmm. when you know so i don't know he knows what's up though he does it crazy he, ralph should be called not so crazy ralph helpful ralph, helpful ralph. <laughs> <laughs> he might be back that's all i'll say Ooh, okay <laughs> i'm about it and i love when they do these some of these camera shots too where you almost think it's the killer watching them but not like a backs up and it's just mm-hmm. a regular shot it's yeah just, yeah you don't really know it's, it's your question you almost feel like throughout the whole movie they're being watched which is really yes good you know it gives that eerie feel to it but then we get like this marcy's talking to kevin bacon or jack um <laughs> and like she's like telling him about this dream it's kind of like this creepy dream about how the rain turned to blood and then wash away in little mm-hmm. rivers it's just kind of an eerie story maybe like psychologically she knows something bad's gonna happen mm-hmm. i don't know just a nice little touch that they didn't need to do um but then like i like the shots of like it starts to get stormy out even though the fake net lightning looks pretty bad um <laughs> low budget 
and just like all the shots of like the river and the water starting to uh, like the wind going into the trees and mm-hmm. all that i like how she still has this fear of storms too i mean probably because of the dream as well but i don't know it's something i like i was definitely scared of thunder and lightning when i was a little kid but now it's almost it's kind of nice some of those you know those hot summer nights you get like, a nice thunderstorm I, I like the thunderstorm. I kind of like it. And then we have our two characters starting to get it on, and we know what happens. Doesn't History. usually work out very well. History repeats itself. If only the scream was made before this, if they could have listened to Randy. He would have given them some wise words of wisdom. And our other characters, they're being kind of naughty, too, because they decide to play Monopoly, but not regular Monopoly. Strip it's Monopoly. Strip Monopoly. Brenda really wants to be the shoe. <laughs> the shoe is the best. Was the shoe the best? I can't remember. There was definitely one that was my favorite. Was there a it's car? A, train? a car, yes. And there was like a weird, a like, um, a, what the was thimble? it? A, a thimble. thimble. It's like, a, yep. like, what's the point of the thimble? Like, was there any thought put into what these objects are? I'm sure. Sh- are they just random? I'm sure there were at the time. You Monopoly stands. Tell, let us know. What, what was the original inspiration of I the I was game more pieces? into Junior Monopoly as a, a kid. L- I had a haunted house. It was a little oh. quicker, too. It was the board was smaller because Monopoly just goes on forever and ever and ever. I try not to play Monopoly because I get way too competitive with Monopoly. I oh will boy. bleed people dry. Like if you owe me rent, you owe me rent. Or if and it was this movie, they would owe you a blouse you or something. Me, you owe me a sock. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your left sock. <laughs> Who are you, Quentin Tarantino? Um, but they're and they're drinking from like these very weird beer bottles. Like it must have been an eighties thing. I don't think I've ever seen those kinds of beer bottles mm-hmm. in my life. But as um our two lovers are getting it on, the camera pans up and we find Ned's body throat slit. I mean, he kinda deserved it. He caused a lot of problems. He almost <laughs> killed Brenda. He almost killed Brenda. That's true. I feel like the that scribbling album is just such like a I don't know, like a college Thing to do like it's a something teenagers would do or something i don't know but like how far were they gonna go with this they got pretty far but with how slow monopoly is they probably wouldn't get to anything good until like daytime that's honestly what i thought too while they were playing when they first started because it you know cuts it goes back and forth between the sexy and the strip monopoly and i was when i they're like oh we'll pay with rent i'm thinking okay so you're gonna go around the board like Four or five times before any all the properties are purchased, before anyone even has to pay rent. They should the junior junior monopoly. <laughs> junior script monopoly. <laughs> oh then. <laughs> Coming to stores near you. Oh, God. <laughs> then we get this is probably the most iconic death of the movie is Kevin Bacon's death, where he's laying in bed and the blood starts to drip from the top. And then he gets grabbed. Then a spear comes up through the bed, right through his neck. That was really unexpected for me. I didn't. And how long was, was Mrs. Jason, Jason's mom, laying under this bed, listening to what was going on? Oh, <laughs> she's just you know chilling. Maybe took a nap. I don't know. <laughs> I got time for this. I like how smooth it was too. The blade just went, and that was it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, you can kind of tell that his head's just like poking through the bed and then the rest is fake. But again, you know, 1980, it's still holds up pretty good, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Then Marcy's in the bathroom by herself. Never good to be by yourself. Never split up. Like, I hate like 
can't bathrooms too. They just gross me out. Like the sinks look disgusting. The scariest part of the movie for me. <laughs> like she's just walking around barefoot too. Like yeah. no, everybody's just watching, walking around barefoot throughout this whole movie. I'm like, no, have some flip flops on or something. I've only, I've not even, I've never gone real camping. I have you gone glamping? N- Are even, you a glamper? Not even glamping. I probably wouldn't join glamping. The, I, I, I went, could do like a nice cabin, like a very nice cabin. Yeah, in the woods. There's, but we know how that <laughs> usually ends up for people too. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, the one time I went, it was we had a log cabin, and there was no bathrooms like in the cabin itself. You still had to go outside for him, and even that was a little. That was okay. I mean, it was fun. I was a kid. And I had a good time. But now I'm thinking, I just if I need to go to the bathroom, I'd just like to roll out of bed. And just not have to put on a jacket to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, that is nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the little things. But some of these places are nice. They have these beautiful cabins. And, the, yeah, the bathrooms are a little walk away, but they're maybe like very nice. Have you ever seen those like on like Instagram or on TikTok or anything? No. No? But, oh, they, but, they look cool. I don't know if I'd ever I – would, I would probably do one. I would do one. They, they look really cool. That's almost like a step up above glamping. It sounds like it's, like it, that, that's for like yeah. You then you work your way down to glamping <laughs> and then real camping, and especially like tent camping. No, oh, no, that's hard. Oh, pass. No. hard pass for me. I'm, I, I got a lot of tent friends. They're all about the tents, and I applaud them. You know that's great. You guys like that. You like to enjoy that. That's fine. I my idea of relaxing is probably in a hotel bed watching Shark Tank from like eight p.m. to midnight you're living your best life man. <laughs> then we get marcy's death and i like her like kind of like opening up each shower curtain mm. the suspense build up we see the shadow of the axe yes. and i also like it, the axe slams down and we almost think that's gonna be it but then no we, we get, get the shot of x in the head the x straight through her head and that looks really good yeah, everything you just said is everything i just thought too <laughs> <laughs> very good yeah scene. then we have another of my favorite character i might like her more than crazy ralph is sandy the the lady who works at the diner um she seemed like a very sweet lady a little thirsty for mr steve maybe oh, she, she was like a, yeah she would like a night on the town with steve instead of pay instead of payment for his food i ship them <laughs> yeah alice who yeah this this is the true ship right here he asked her how much it is she's like two and a quarter steve two and a quarter that's it he lets her keep the change see this is a what a gentleman like this is a true love story. Like Titanic could never. No. Jack we, and Rose. Who? We need a spinoff. Sandy's Diner. <laughs> Sandy. like, oh, oh. <laughs> that could be like. It a com- sounds like it would be like an '80s movie, like a little like comedy com- drama yeah. or something. We see all these like different characters come in, and that's the the movie we really need. We didn't really need any sequels to this. We just needed Sandy's Diner. Sandy's Diner. <laughs> Rated PG. <laughs> And we get Brenda. She's like alone in her cabin, and she starts hearing like somebody saying, "Help me, help me," which is a little creepy. And something I probably should have picked up on to realize maybe it's not Jason. <laughs> it could have sounded like a little girl, kind of. Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, you know, maybe Marcy's still alive, and I'm thinking she looked pretty dead. <laughs> um, 
I mean, if you survive that, you probably don't want to have survived <laughs> that. You're not going to have the same life. Your quality of life is going down I mean, it was really on, only on the one half of her face, though. She got an eye patch. It's true. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. She. There was a guy who had a spike through his brain, and he lived, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And people, yeah, people have been stabbed in the the head before and, and survived. So anything's possible. Yeah. Marcy can still come back but I guess, to the series. I guess it's still a bit of a Marcy and Sandy <laughs> and Crazy Ralph. Oh, actually, never mind. But, um, <laughs> Marcy's just got spoilers. Marcy's just got the axe in her head as she goes into Sandy's diner. It's just, it's just there She's forever. She's like, "Hey, what's up? Can I have a coffee?" The whole the whole bit is just she wa- hitting everything with the axe, knocking it over. <laughs> she walks in the diner like Uma Thurman walks into the diner. Kill Bill Volume Two. Um, <laughs> Were you kind of disappointed, like I was, that we didn't get to see anything of Brenda's death? We just get an off-screen scream. Yeah, we got you know something from everyone else. I figured they would. They ran out of money. Did they? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. They showed everything else. Yeah, because and she's at the archery range, so this Mm -hmm. was like a. I thought this was gonna pay off what they set up with her in the archery range before. Yep. Like this, uh, you expect this time? Oh, she's actually gonna get hit. Yeah. No, we don't get that. I mean, it's fine, but we see your body later at least. So and then Bill and Alice, they start kind of suspecting that something's amiss, mm-hmm. right? They can't find anybody. They're kind of walking around. They find a bloody axe in one of the beds. But again, I think they're just like, oh, it's probably Ned being Ned, which, you know, would, ch- would uh, check out. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of like the line when, you know, Alice is kind of getting very worried and Bill's like, I'm, we're going to be laughing about this in the tomorrow morning. <laughs> Not so much. No. Especially you, Bill. <laughs> we find out as Steve is coming back with the cop to the camp that it's a full moon out and it's Friday the 13th. Well, full, full circle now, boys full and circle. girls. <laughs> they kind of have like a conversation about full moons. And mm-hmm. I don't really know where any of that stems from. Like the background and full moons because you know we're always like that like at work we're like oh yeah. it's a full moon all, all things the are going to get crazy freaks uh, <laughs> cop ends up grabbing steve off and then again here is where someone the killer approaches him and he like mentions oh like what are you doing here like he knows the killer oh yeah i like this part he's like oh oh hi yeah he was like oh hey what's up like you know i know you very well mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing out in this mess? It's mm-hmm. like a POV shot. And then we see him kind of jolt back and we don't see what happens. But I do like that moment. It's kind of like surprising. Yeah. And like there's like a music stinger. It's it's nice. At first I thought, oh, maybe this is actually going to be a friend. But it wasn't. <laughs> not a very good friend. No. At least they, they're stabbing you from the front, not the back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so at this point, did you just think you still thought, you know, it was Jason? And like the reveal would maybe be, it was Jason. This is kind of his origin story. Yes, one thousand percent. Wow, Jason, you're going all out here. And we had a bit of a jump too. It was the fifties. We said what fifty six was fifty five, three, fifty five, or fifty eight. One of those. We're just gonna name all the fifties. One of them will be right. So so it was fifties, and now we're in the eighties. So it's twenty five ish years later. So it would make sense. That I figured, you know, whoever did those killings then would probably be still doing them now. I mean, 
They could have been a twist. He could have killed those counselors as a kid. He could have been a kid at the camp. Yeah. And then this is him older. Yeah. Like, ha- I, Halloween I style. I figured out a better version of Friday the 13th. There You're we go. You're welcome. No. <laughs> Reshoot will be starting soon. <laughs> but yeah, we get Bill. He's trying to fix this generator, I think. Then we get Alice making coffee, which this coffee scene goes on and on and on. Um, I think they're trying to... S- Built suspense, but still a lot of coffee making. (laughs) (laughs) But then Alice goes out to find Bill, and, well, I mean, she does. He's just murdered. He's murdered. He's got arrows through it. I think it's once through his eye. Mm -hmm. He's seen better days. (laughs) Yes. Um, Which, he's like Marcy. He's fine. He'll walk it off. He's going to go to Sandy's diner. (laughs) I I hear... I kind of like how they had the arrows at least come back. Oh, that was a nice touch. At least they, they came back in the wrong death scene, but yes. they came back. <laughs> um, but this is so funny to me when Alice runs back to the house and she starts mm-hmm. barricading the door. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, because the door was unlocked. What if the killer was in there and you spent all this time blocking the door? Like she puts... Well, she ties a rope from the ceiling to the doorknob. Which I thought that was really clever. That's clever if you are sure the killer's not in there. Mm -hmm. You got to do a sweep of the room. Come on, Alice. But she's she's putting all this stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, she puts, like, a pillow in front of there, I think. (laughs) Yeah, some of the stuff she puts in, she moves very effortlessly in front of the door. So it's like, okay, if a killer really was coming in, it wouldn't be that hard to move everything. They have, like, there's this chest that's there that I think we're supposed to think it's very heavy, but she moves it very easily. So it would be nothing <laughs> for the killer. Yeah. yeah. Nancy yeah. Thompson would never. They got to remember this rope with the uh, doorknob. That's um, She probably would have been fine with just that. <laughs> but then she's in the kitchen, and that's when Brenda's body comes flying through the window. Did not expect that to happen. It doesn't really look like she was killed by arrows, too. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking about how disappointed I am. Worst she, death scene in a movie I ever. I mean, you set it up so perfectly. Yeah. But then she finds, or she runs back into the living room, and we see some car headlights. So she has to undo the rope, move that heavy-ass chest, or not-so-heavy <laughs> chest, move all the stuff to run out there, because she thinks help's there. She thinks it's Steve, I believe. But she runs out there and realizes it is not Steve. It's a woman. Yes, it is Mrs. a Voorhees, somewhat older woman <laughs> named Mrs. Voorhees. So at this point, did, were you like, oh, she's the killer? Because did you know his name was Jason Voorhees? I knew it was Jason Voorhees. So you knew there must have been some kind of connection, right? Yeah, and I figured maybe she knew that her son was doing all this, so she was actually here to help. But I wasn't like I wouldn't have trusted her as quickly as Alice did. <laughs> right. There's like that moment where she's like, she's Alice is like, no, don't go in there. She goes, oh, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. And, <laughs> and here's another thing too. I don't know really. Like I thought it was Jason all along, especially when the body went through the window. I was like, it's got to take a pretty brolic dude to honestly do though. That. I totally buy it after seeing her fighting with <laughs> Alice because she's crazy. She is crazy. I will say one negative I have, though, mm-hmm. is this is supposed to be like kind of a mystery, I guess, but we're never introduced to this character before. So it's just kind of like, oh, who are you? Oh, like, I feel killer. like she should have been in the movie somewhere yeah. introduced, set up a little more. 
right. than just here I am. Right, because you I, can't guess somebody that you don't haven't even seen yet. Right. You mean like Scream Three? Uh, <laughs> <shame>. <laughs> and this is where we get the whole backstory. We learned that Jason was her son, and he ended up drowning at Camp Crystal Lake because the counselors were not watching him properly. And she feels that if the counselors were not off, really, she thinks they were just messing around, I think. Well, they were. Yeah, yeah. they were messing around. Then he died. Yes. <laughs> so this is basically why she doesn't want the camp to reopen. And she has She's a, doing a public service. She doesn't want any other children to die. I do like the moment where we actually see the flashbacks like in her head of Jason drowning and... I mean, yeah, that sucks, but she's cuckoo bananas, and you just see Alice, she's just like, oh, boy. Um, so, like, was this surprising to yes, you? Yes, this was shocking. I was like, there's there's not. This shows me that you haven't seen Scream enough, though, because you would have remembered that picked, reference. Picked up on it. Yeah. But I, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, because I, you know, I, like I said earlier, I was expecting the hockey mask, the machete, and Jason, and I didn't get any of those, and... This was a great twist that I didn't, you know, obviously didn't expect. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I can still find surprise in some of these things, even knowing some uh, context. Yeah, it, kind of, it makes this series kind of special because I think some people even forget that this is the case in the first one. They always think of Jason mm -hmm. in that hockey mask. Mm -hmm. And but no, it's Jason's mom. And I, I'm a Jason's mom stan because you know me, Matt. I love a campy female performance. Mm -hmm. um, Lori Metcalf in Scream 2. We had Rebecca Gayhart in Urban Legend. Like She's giving everything to this performance. Even though she didn't want to do this movie, she only did this movie <laughs> because she wanted to buy a new car. Uh, she, said the sh <laughs> she said the script was shit. <laughs> because she was kind of like a well-known actress like she did a lot especially when she was younger mm -hmm. like like in the 50s and stuff so like she was like oh this little horror movie yeah but she still gave a performance she earned that car she sure certainly did and like the part where you know alice starts running outside and she starts almost like talking like jason like killer mommy killer then she switches back i will jason i will like and they're like kind of she's got some um intense teeth on her too <laughs> and this this is kind of brought me back to psycho too like reverse psycho almost oh, that's so, a good way to put it yeah. yeah like if so i'm not going to spoil psycho for anyone but if you're out there you kind of know what it is where okay so now we have i know too okay so it's different in psycho but in this i thought maybe oh is jason like possessing her of some sorts or supernatural mm -hmm. abilities. Like, why is she talking like that? And then I just kind of went with... It's a split personality kind of a thing. Yeah. I will say, though, the fight scenes, they're a little, little weak. They make me laugh, but in a good <laughs> way. Like, they're, they're funny. Like, when she starts slapping the shit out of Alice yeah. and just some of the... Some of the noises Mrs. Forey's makes when fighting, it's so funny to me. It's campy, but good can't be. Yeah. But it, it, it is frustrating that Alice keeps, like, one-upping her at the end of each fight. Like, this happens, like, three times, mm -hmm. and she'll just leave her there. She won't finish her off. She'll run out, and then end up getting attacked again. They're just, it's a cycle. Come on, you girl. Hit her one, a couple more times, Alice. Sydney <laughs> <laughs> and Nancy would never. No. Um, but then we get the, the final battle by the water 
um, more fighting. Like I like Mrs. Forty's like slamming her head down into the dirt. They were do- doing it though. All these actresses, you gotta yeah. give them credit. Yeah, like these weren't stunt people. You could see it's actually them. Then Alice gets the machete. Famous machete. The famous machete. Oh, I was happy to see her pick up the machete. Oh, now I think about it, it's kind of, I never really thought about it. It's kind of ironic that that's Jason's signature weapon oh, later yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I was like, oh, there it is. I'm a, I'm a fake fan. <laughs> but, yeah, she decapitates Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees. Head right off. And- Maybe she'll be fine like Marcy and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> They're all at the diner. She just, like, has her head next to her. She just carries it with her. Sandy's like, um, what can I get you? Could you not get blood all over my diner? It'll be two and a quarter. I'll give you a bib. <laughs> that, yeah. Then she goes in the canoe, though, which seems weird, right, to take off in the canoe. I, I thought that was very odd at first, and then I thought about it, too. I said, well, if she's in the middle of the lake, nothing can really get at Maybe her. Maybe she's so traumatized. She's just like, yeah. She's like, I'm like, She doesn't, because I guess at this point, too, she doesn't know if Mrs. Voorhees is really working with anyone else. So if you're in the middle of the lake, you would hopefully be able to hear someone come up on you. So she had that going for her. And, and I and I love uh, the last few minutes here where it's all peaceful. The music's playing. She's saved. You really think it's over. The music really sells it. Oh, I, It's very pretty, very scenic. Um, you know, she, she's kind of just grazing the water with mm-hmm. her hand. It's very peaceful. It's the movie's pretty is over, right? <laughs> this got me. This is I actually jumped a little bit with this. Another one of the best jump scares of all time, the most iconic too, because you pro- you weren't expecting this, right? Not at all. Like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna end it, and but, then you you got this. J who was Jason? That's Jason. Jason, our boy. Okay, <laughs> our boy <laughs> <laughs> leaps up from the water and grabs her from behind. Oh. He looks nasty. Yeah, he's all. He looks like I don't know if you he burnt and just in the water way too long. It it's just I don't know why he looks the way he does, but it's just so gross, so unexpected. And yeah. Oh, that got me good. Great, great jump scare. Excellent. Well up done. there with the one in the ring for <laughs> me. But then Alice wakes up in the hospital. And they're like, yeah, everybody's dead. And she's like, well, what about the boy? Like, what are you talking about? What boy? The boy Jason. Man, we didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. (laughs) You see the little ripples in the lake. Well, I mean, that couldn't have been real, obviously, because, I mean, Jason would be older, first of all. That's what I thought. So this is just some kind of psychological issue. Like, she had kind of a dream or nightmare, I'm assuming, you know. Like the storm nightmares that Marcy had. <laughs> there we go. It all circles back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though, because then I don't know if they were trying to set it up. Because when Jason died, he was a kid. So I could see him still being a kid, I guess. He's a kid at heart always. Yeah. Because then it cuts to where you got the it's ripples It's very in ambiguous the water. endings. It's like the Inception ending. Was it a dream? Was it Inception not a dream? could never. <laughs> this movie ends on a spitting um, top. top thing. <laughs> I almost said dreidel. Not was a dreidel. It? it wasn't a dreidel. Not a okay. dreidel. Don't. <laughs> it's like a, I don't even know what it is. It's, yeah, it's almost like a top. I don't know. Some, we'll say a coin. <laughs> but it's not a coin, but. So many similarities <laughs> between Inception and Friday the 13th. Who would have thought? 
Yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> Making You're all sorts of connections. Insight. <laughs> we don't reach on this podcast at all. Never. So you liked it. I liked it. I was surprised. I, I didn't. I thought it. you were going to come here and say controversial opinion. I didn't like this movie. No, I no, I. You're thirsty for more. I'm, yeah, I want to know what happens next. I will say I did look ahead and <gasps> look at. I didn't look. Wow. I didn't see any outcomes or any plots. But I. What did, did you look into? I just saw some actors who may be in the second film. Okay. That was it. I didn't. Okay, look. I'm gonna break, give you a sigh of relief here. I'll tell you this: <laughs> Crazy Ralph is back. I, I did see that. That's all that you really cared about. I did see. Unfortunately, Crazy though. Ralph. Sandy and Sandy's Diner is not. Oh. So, yeah, very disappointing. So, uh, well, as long as I got Ralph, I guess. You can't have it all. I, I, I can't. If I, uh. The actress asked for too much money. <laughs> She's, like, She's you know, like, I want to buy two cars. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm motherfucking Sandy. <laughs> but, yeah, that is episode 10. The Horror Stands Podcast. We made it to episode 10, everyone. Woohoo! Yes, thank you for uh, hopefully sticking with us. Yes, uh, and we hope you can stay with us for another 10 episodes and then maybe even some more. We'll, we'll see where we go. At least stay until episode 20. You made yeah. it this far. Or even episode 20. I, I don't want to push it, but yeah, I was going to say 40, <laughs> but yeah, that's more realistic. We'll stay let's, to episode 12. Trust us, you're not going to want to miss episode that, that's 12. That's going to be a great one. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please uh, like, Follow subscribe. us on social media. Follow us at, everywhere and anywhere. At Horror Stands. Are we, are we on Twitter? We live on Twitter? We are on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We tweet. We, we have the occasional tweet. We're hip. <laughs> More active on Insta, though. So our our Insta's popping. Our main hub is the Insta. Yes. So at Horror Stands, follow, review, five stars, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on everywhere, right? Yeah. We're, I we're, think I just learned today we're on things I didn't even know existed. Yes, so we now have a link in our or we'll be putting one soon in our Insta bio that yes, has where you tree. can listen to us, which yeah, like like you said I had, I had no clue that we were on You know we're platforms. really serious <laughs> about this now. We have a link tree. Be prepared for other links that might show up there. Oh, oh boy. No wow. TBD. But yeah, thank you again for listening. I'll well, see you for the next one. Bye.